This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. Uh, I am once again coming to you from the basement of Nostalgia Zone. Uh, It's a comic book store here in Minneapolis, which is in the great state of Minnesota. And uh, if you you collect comic books, we sell back issues only. If you collect comic books, you can go on to our website, NostalgiaZone.com, and you can shop until your brains fall out. Well, you wouldn't want to do that. Anyway, or until your bank account empties. And maybe you wouldn't want to do that. But but you can do that. And you can become a member of our of our membership. Um, and that saves you 10% right away. And you'll build points toward future purchases. Uh, uh, you know, in the future. <laughs> I don't script these, you know. Uh, so we got all kinds of comic books. Marvel, DC, Charlton, Archie, Harvey, Dell. Uh, we've got... You know, issues going back to Golden Age. We got lots of Silver Age, Bronze Age, even Modern Age stuff. But uh, nothing new. Nothing new that comes out each month. We don't have that. We usually don't get that stuff for like a couple of years. Because uh, that's whenever somebody brings something in and we buy it from them. Anyway, so if you are into comic books and you buy back issues and you're looking to fill some holes in your collection that you can't seem to find that issue, well, go on to NostalgiaZone.com, become a member, check our catalog. Maybe we'll have it. And we'll get it to you. There. And I do this ad because I record this in the basement, and I figure I should uh, give a little, you know, something back to the store. Is this irony? Uh, you tell me. Is this irony? <laughs> um, okay. It's you know how I talk. I can go on for a little while, so I'll, I'll try to get through this quickly. But I, yeah, I kind of have to set this up. Uh, as my um, longtime listener of the show will know, that uh, I and my wife and I have moved into my parents' house, and we did that initially to help take care of my dad, who was, is, was 88 and his health wasn't great, but we wanted him to continue to live into, in his house for as long as it was possible, and uh, which only ended up being a couple of months, uh, because he did die last uh, October. My mom had died in June of 2022. Uh, the agreement was that Amy and I would move in, and when the time came, we would inherit the house. So we're selling our other house. So at the moment, we kind of own two houses. I don't think we're we're completely on the title for the for my parents' house yet, but we're getting close. So um, uh, and uh, let's see. Uh, I got to back up a little bit to to get this. You know, so you understand what's going on here. 
prior to us moving in with mom and dad, or in, in with dad in their house, uh, when mom was still alive, and dad wasn't quite as old, uh, he was, you know, he wasn't, he was old enough, and I was getting a little concerned uh, for a couple of reasons about uh, shoveling each winter. Uh, now, I live about a, uh, the house that we're selling is about a mile away from my, my parents' house. And we would, um, uh, each winter, you know, I'd try to hurry, whenever it would snow, I'd try to hurry and take care of my walkways, but I would also do the walkways of my next door neighbor and this little bit of an alley behind us. So I had quite a bit to clear because I was doing that to help out my neighbor. Um, it became more and more over the years uh, that I would do as, the, as my neighbor got older. Uh, you know, I just didn't think that she should be taking care of all that. So, so I did more and more. And um, uh, and I would also uh, once I finished all that, I'd hurry over to Dad's to get his taken care of before he got out and started uh, trying clearing his his walkways because we didn't want him doing that. All his kids were thinking, no, no, Dad, you shouldn't be doing that. But I I could never get there before he would be out there with the snowblower taking care of his driveway. And even with a snowblower, as time went on, as he got older and his walking wasn't as good and his balance, you know, was a little off. You just, you know, Dad, I'll get over. I'll take care of it. But no, he would insist on getting out there. So one year, uh, this was a few years ago, uh, I, I, I went to my older brother and, um, you know, and I, I said, you know, look, I don't want to spend your money, but uh, Amy and I can't afford it. But, you know, maybe you and, and our sister, it's my older brother, Bob, uh, and, and maybe my sister, Nancy, the two of them could pitch in and hire a service to take care of the, the snow each winter. Uh, it's, the grass is fine. I go over once a week or once every couple of weeks and cut the grass. That's, I can do that on a weekend. That's no problem. But winter doesn't cooperate that way. <laughs> it's like it's going to snow whenever it snows, and you got to take care of it. So he thought that was a good idea, and then so he and his wife just decided that, that they would they would hire a service, and and that worked out really well. Um, you know, there were a couple of times when whoever was sent out by that service was in a hurry and they just didn't do a great job. And I came by the next day and I saw that it wasn't a great job, and I'd take a picture of the not great job, send it to my older brother so he could talk to the service and say, hey, you didn't do a great job, uh, while I cleaned up the rest because yeah because I was there. So, <clears throat> anyway, and that was working fine because it took, especially last winter, it took my that, that bit of a burden off of me having to rush over to Dad's place to keep him from getting out there and trying to take care of the snow. And I say especially last winter because it was the third snowiest winter on record in the Twin Cities. I, I can't remember what the final amount was, but it was like, I don't know, at least 20 or 30 inches more than what our average is uh, which is like, I don't know, like 50 inches a summer, something like that, I think. So uh, it's, it was it was crazy <laughs> last year. I was running out of places to put the snow. All right. So there's that service, right? Okay. Well, then, you know, the, you know mom dies and, you know, dad's still doing fine as far as 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 his age and, and and abilities had him doing so he weren't too concerned for a bit there but then his health started to get bad and he had covid 
and he had all this kind of stuff and then you know uh, it just it looked like it was you know he he was going to need help so that's why Amy and I offered to move in and help him and so we did and then well you know what happened last October my older brother in his generosity said uh, before this winter started he says you know I know you've got two houses now and uh, I'm what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to pay for another winter's worth of snow clearing service for you know for the house that you know that Amy and I've moved into figuring you're going to be having to go over and shovel the snow at the house you're trying to sell uh, you know so just so to help you out so you don't have two uh, two places to clear and I said oh that that's great thanks now here's the irony part we've had no snow <laughs> We've got this winter has come along. We had a brown Christmas. It just it rained on Christmas Day. And then we had a slightly white New Year's Eve. We got a little bit of snow. We had like maybe a half inch coating. We've had, I think, up until yesterday, and I'll get to that. Uh, up until yesterday, we've had, I think, three snow events. And that's even you know being generous because it was just dustings uh, one of them I I did shovel the and it was I probably could just use a broom the other two I just used a broom I got a push broom out and I just swept the snow off the sidewalks at the house we're trying to sell and at the house that we're living in which has a service to take care of the snow except they don't come out until you get I don't know an inch two inches I'm not sure what the what the uh, uh, trigger is for the service to come out and and clear the walkways so the three events I'm I was still going <laughs> and taking care of two places now simple as it was it's just I just sweep it off it's not that bad still <laughs> that's how it went now I say up until yesterday yesterday being Friday this I record these shows on Saturday mornings usually uh, and yesterday, Friday afternoon, you know, we started getting some snow. But we ended up uh, getting, when I got up this morning, I think there's probably just over an inch of snow. Maybe two inches in some spots. Maybe. And I'm hoping that it's enough snow to trigger uh, bringing the service out to take care of the walkways at, at Dad's house, where, where I'm living. Because I haven't cleared off the snow there. But they hadn't as far as this morning. You know, when I got up this morning, they hadn't taken care of it yet. I went over to the house for selling. I shoveled everything before coming out here to the store uh, to work and to do this show for you. So, I mean, is that irony? We have a service helping me out, and yet there's no snow. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad that there's no snow. <clears throat> or at least not as much snow as there was last year. But, oh boy. Oh boy. Now uh, let's see where I'm at. Um, so we'll see. You let me know. Is that irony or is that not? Uh, you know how to tell someone's not a Trekkie. Do you know you know what a Trekkie is? A Trekkie is a is a uh, a big fan of the TV series series is is there's several of them and the movies all based on Star Trek. You know, 1966, I think it was, Star Trek debuted on, on television thanks to Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. Yeah, it was it was them who, their studio took a chance on, uh, Desi Lu was their studio, took a chance on Star Trek. And, uh, and, and, and the show lasted like three seasons. It got 
uh, enough of a following that it it got a third season because people just had a campaign to write in and um, and save the show because the network wasn't you know, happy with its ratings. It was doing okay, I guess, but it just wasn't getting, you know, they weren't real happy and the show was kind of expensive to produce and so they were thinking of canceling it. But there were, I don't know who they were, I can't remember their names, I I, I don't remember their names, but um, there were a couple of uh, fans of the show, husband and wife, I think, that just really started organizing a letter-writing campaign to get the network to keep the show on the air for one more season because they knew at the time you get to a certain number of shows, then there's syndication. And I think that's what... I, I think they were trying to save it, but they also got it into syndication numbers so that if they did cancel the show... Maybe we'd see it, you know, in those uh, you know repeats and, and whatever people are trying to uh, fill holes in programming, and you know, like the local stations might want to uh, get a cheap show to put in there, and that's what happened. Star Trek started getting played in, um, you know, in on syndicated TV, uh, so the local stations would pick it up, and the fans would more and more fans found it, and it, it became a, a more and more of a thing, and that's what led to making a movie, which led to making more TV series, which, you know, leads us to where we are today. But, <clears throat> uh, Fox News. Oh, those those even-minded people over at Fox News. They have one of their, they have one of their shows where they, they have a group of, uh, of you know, right-wing right-wing nuts sitting at uh, uh, sitting on a big couch complaining about woke culture that's you know it's just like tune in for this and then see some more Fox News hosts complaining about woke culture you know what the opposite of woke is <laughs> asshole so anyway uh, they were complaining that the that the announcement announcement was made that uh, that uh, Star Wars that Disney in the Star Wars, the owner of the Star Wars franchise, was you know, putting, you know, they're getting ready to start a, a new movie. The next Star Wars movie is going to be directed by a woman, which has not happened before with the film. Some of the TV shows, I guess The Mandalorian has episodes that were um, uh, directed by, what's her name, Bryce Howard. Uh, she's uh, Ron Howard's daughter. Uh, she's also an actor. And you know, so she's she's directed some of the episodes uh, for the TV show, and I'm sure there's probably others that have had women direct them, but none of the films have been directed by women. So we got one, and this woman has uh, has a history. She's you know, she makes documentary films, and she 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 challenges the patriarchy and that kind of thing. And she said she has said that she likes to make men uncomfortable, you know, so that they understand what the patriarchy, how you know how how it can be bad. And all that, and misogyny, and all that stuff. Um, so she, you know, so the fox, of course, is all upset about that. You know, you know, we had, we had, you know, Princess Leia was in your movie, and we loved her. She was strong and a leader, and she was independent, and it's great. And tell us about all the other female characters in uh, Star Wars. Tell us about all the other ones. Yeah, there was Aunt Peru, who had like five lines, and I think there were two women in the bar, in the cantina scene, that were just kind of looking over in a direction. I think it was one shot where you saw them. I, I'm not sure about the other aliens, what gender they were. But, yeah, you didn't see a lot of women. And maybe in the backgrounds walking around. But uh, none of the stormtroopers, as far as we could tell, any, ones, any of the ones that would talk were male voices, right? And, and none of the rebel soldiers or pilots, none of them, none of them were women. You know, there was Princess Leia. Wow, that's a real woke series. Well, 
that's what they liked it. You know, because well, although they are right, Princess Leia was great. I mean, she was she was she was strong and independent and didn't you know take shit from the men. You know, she was you know she. You know, she was great. She was a great character. She was great for young women to see and for older women to see. That's great, and uh, so that's commendable. But anyway, they're now the Fox people are all upset that there's going to be a woman directing this movie who likes to make men uncomfortable. And they say, "Well, this series is going to get way too woke, and it's going to fail. Go woke, go broke." You know, like Barbie. You know, like that movie went broke. You know, it's it's they're just idiots. And one of them, one of the hosts on there when closing out the segment of complaining about Star Wars going woke, said, uh, and I'm just going to paraphrase here, uh, she said, you know, that's why I don't watch Star Wars, because I'm a Trekkie. And she does the live long and prosper hand signal. Now, <clears throat> there's a problem with that. How do you know how to tell someone's not a Trekkie? Well, just watch her. Because, one, uh, I mean, the main thing is Star Trek isn't woke. <laughs> Boys and girls. Star, Tro Star Trek was woke from the moment it started. It's, it just was. There was the episode that, uh, uh, that showed about um, how racism is, is just, just stupid and, and counterproductive and wrong and just weird and silly. You know, in that episode where I think the name of this episode is like "Let This Be Their Last Battlefield" or something like that, and there's these two alien species, you know, that uh, that have a very unusual look to them. I mean, they're human otherwise, but uh, they have uh, half of their body is is black, and I mean straight black, like a black. You know, it's not it's not you know what we call black people with the, that skin color. No, no, I mean I mean the color black, and don't tell me black is not a color. Remember the Crayola test. Buy a set of Crayola crayons. Buy the the the, the buy, like the the I don't know the eight crayons or the sixteen crayons. Buy a set of, of Crayola crayons. If they've got a black in there and a white in there, doesn't mean that they have two more than the number of colors that they said that they have in the set. So so if you buy a set of sixteen, there's not eighteen in there because black and white aren't colors. So don't tell me that they're colors. <laughs> anyway, because they passed the Crayola test. So one half of their body is black, and the other half is white. And I mean straight-up white. Not like the white that we call white people white. No, I mean straight-up white, like like a piece of white paper. You know, that, that kind of white. So that's that's how they are. And, it's, and they are half of them, and it, they're split down the middle vertically. So one half is black, one half is white. And at some point in the episode, these, these two characters, one is like a law enforcement officer who's been chasing this other one, which is a fugitive from the law, has been chasing him through the galaxy for hundreds of years or something like that. And, uh, and you know, this guy is a, the, the, the fugitive of some rebel rouser, and he's just, he's, you know, he, he's, he's uh, lawless, and he's anti-government, and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, and, and, and the, and the, uh, the authority, authoritarian guy, the, the law enforcement guy, he's all about law and order, and making this guy pay for the damage he's done, and all this kind of stuff. Because his kind are just, you know, terrible. And and at some point in the episode, Kirk says, well, what do you mean? And it's like, you guys are the same. How do you mean? You're the same. You're black on one side, you're white on the other. You're, you're the same. Now, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, of course. Don't have the exact words. But that's what he points out to them. And then one says, well, 
he's black on the right side. I'm black on the left side. I mean, that's woke. That's showing you how, you know, it's just, and Kirk and the Enterprise crew all look at that and they go, what? <laughs> it's like, what possible difference could that make? But it makes a difference. They, he, he doesn't have stars on, they don't have stars on theirs. And we have stars on ours. So we're better. We're the better star, we're the star-bellied sneeches. We're better than those other sneeches. It's, you know, it's, it's you know, Dr. Seuss was woke. And, and other aspects of Star Trek being woke. Here you have a bridge crew. You have a uh, 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 an Asian man who is uh, an officer, and he's a member of the bridge crew. You've got uh, a black woman who is an officer and a member of the bridge crew, and is and they're both treated with respect. They're both given uh, um, tasks of responsibility. They're both shown as being equals to the rest of the crew. Sure, the first you know each Star Trek series is affected by the time period in which it comes out. There's still some tone deafness here and there. Sure. But in the most part, it's like, if you got, it's 1966, and some kid turns in, you know, some little black girl turns into Star Trek and sees a black woman on the show, that's that's cool. She's like, hey, that's, and they're not treated, they're not a housemaid, they're not treated as a, as a, as a comic relief or something like that. Uh, and, and you got Sulu, Who's a, who's a, an Asian man, and he's not treated as though he's you know he's a cook or you know he doesn't talk like this you know in in a racially stereotypical way. He's just he's it's not even remarked about. It's just yeah, he's Sulu, she's Uhura, yeah, that's what it is. It's that's how they're treated on the show. So you know even though Star Trek the original series their treatment of women got a little you know tone deaf here and there but they were still they were you know it's just it's it's so much better than how society was doing at the time and then science fiction you can bring in this social commentary through science fiction that sometimes is really subtle and people don't realize they're being they're being hit with this woke idea and sometimes they do realize it but you know sometimes it's not it's less subtle but Star, uh, uh, Twilight Zone was all about that. Star Trek was all about all the way through. Next Generation does have that terrible episode called Manner of Honor, I think it is, and it's 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 very it's it's very bad. It's a the black culture aspect that they have of it, uh, the alien race, and it's it's really bad. And members of the the cast have talked about how oh yeah, that's that's the bad that's the bad one because. It was probably written by some of the writers that worked on the original series, and they still hadn't quite gotten, you know, some things figured out. They they had some stuff figured out in the 1960s that they seemed to forget in the 1980s. It's just, yeah, it's just a bad one. But overall, it it tackles all kinds of social issues, all of Star Trek. So Star Trek is woke. But the other way of telling that that person is not a Trekkie is when she holds up the live long and prosper hand sign. Which she holds up her left hand, which I think Spock always held up the right, and she does she does the gesture correctly insofar as it's you hold it's like you're taking an oath when you hold your hand up. This is what Spock does: you hold your hand up like you're taking an oath, uh, like you know, in court you're being sworn in, and you put your hand up and your thumb is out, 
uh, and you you form your 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 pointing finger and uh, and your middle finger are together and your ring finger and uh, the pinky finger are together and they're spread apart so there's a little V in the middle of your fingers and you hold that up and you say live long and prosper that's that's the Vulcan symbol and I guess Leonard Nimoy got that from some Hebrew kind of uh, uh, ritual hand signals you just brought that in right so that's what you're supposed to do and I I'm not absolutely certain if it's always the right hand but I, when I picture it, it always seems like it is the right hand. So this young woman who's hosting the show and says, uh, says that's why I don't watch Star Wars, because I'm a Trekkie. And then she holds up her left hand with her... Oh, and the other thing I didn't mention, that the palm is out. You face the palm outward. You face the palm toward the person that you're, you're saying live long and prosper to, right? She's got the palm facing her. And it may have been so she could show her engagement ring, because she's got a big old rock on that hand. But... I'm telling you, no Trekkie ever, ever would do the live long and prosper salute that way. It's a, So that's how you know she's not a Trekkie. Okay, uh, I think I made it to my first break. In fact, probably well past it. What the hell? Here we go. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the Talk Radio Network, and I will be back after this break. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Happy Jack wasn't old, but he was Hi, this is Pete Townsend of The Who. I just want to say that the United States Air Force is a great place to be, a great place to learn a space age skill and serve your country too. The aerospace team, that's where all the breakthroughs are. See your United States Air Force recruiter. Find out how you too can fly the skies, reach for the moon, and touch the stars in the United States Air Force. He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. You know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Come on over to our valley, where boys run free. Run to the lush green meadows in your shorts. Brother John will be your guide in a summer of indescribable earthly delight. And welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Going to do one of these. And now it's time for a Dimland Radio pedantic moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. Well, I enjoyed, uh, from the last show that I did, I enjoyed doing a pedantic moment uh, about... A couple of movies and what would happen 
after the story's over. You know, what would happen next after this? So, and I should have done it last time. Uh, I think I mentioned it at some point during it, but I should have done it up front. There's, I'm going to spoil this movie that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about uh, the uh, 1976 science fiction hit, uh, Logan's Run. Just watched it fairly recently with a couple of friends, and it's you know it's pretty light fare. It's uh, uh it's, it's it's a little silly. Uh, the acting in it, uh, some of the secondary characters, uh, well, Farrah Fawcett's in it, and she <laughs> looks great. <laughs> she acts terribly. <laughs> she looks great though. She looked great. Her acting chops were not quite there yet, uh, and 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 she got better. She got better later on. She's done some performances where she was praised for how well she did. But at that point where she was quite young, uh, she had, well, actually, she she was in her later 20s, if I, let's see, let me see. She was born in 1947 on February 2nd, and the movie came out in 1976. So when she made the movie, she probably would have been like 28, something like that. But that's pretty damn young when you think about it. So anyway... Um, if you don't know what the movie's about, uh, it's it's set in the year 2274. So it's way off in the future. And uh, there's been some apocalyptic type thing that's happened or whatever that destroyed society. However, somehow society managed to build these giant domed cities that have thousands of people living in them. I'm not sure how many thousands, but thousands of people living in them. Uh, and everything's taken care of by, uh, for them by computers, I guess. Uh, there's very, you know, there's no need to work unless, of course, you're a Sandman. I'll get to it. It's a hedonistic society. It's all about pleasure. They live in a great big shopping mall. That's what it looks like. And they, you know, it's just like everything's taken care of for them. They get their food, their clothes, their everything. They don't have to worry about anything. They just go and enjoy yourselves. Be, have pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. That's what the society is all about. There's one thing that you have to deal with. And that is you can't live past 30. When you get to 30, you got to be cacked. You know, it's done. It's over. You're 30. You're done. And they go through this ritual thing that everybody in this city that's turning 30 uh, in their la you know their last day comes, and they go to this this auditorium type thing, and and they go through what's called carousel. And uh, the idea is that the people will be you know through carousel they, they they float into the air and they go around this circle now all the rest of the younger people are watching and they're they're yelling out to them to renew renew which means that you get to you get to keep living you renew you start again and the bodies blow up they explode and everybody cheers and maybe they renew maybe they don't and then it, it's it's a little weird it's a little vague it's like, because uh, they, at some point they ask, have you ever seen somebody renew? So I don't think anybody ever does renew. I wa you know, why would you keep going to this thing if everybody blows up and that means they didn't renew? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, there are some people that don't like the idea of dying at 30. So they become runners and they try to get out of the city to this thing called sanctuary. And there's a group of people that help them do that. Now, you know, there's lots of plot holes in this movie. <laughs> There's lots of them. I mean, how does uh, you know, how does everything get done for everybody? I mean, what if the computer breaks down? What if it crashes? 
<laughs> you know, how, how, what, what, what happens? How do you do, who manufactures the clothes? How are they made? How does the food get processed? Where, where does it, who grows the plants? Who does that? Well, they do have a thing with the, with the food where there's this robot called Box. Now, Box, uh, you know, he, he used to procure the food for the, for the, for the city, uh, what he used to get for them was fish, plankton, sea greens, and protein from the sea. He says that several times. He speaks very poetically. Uh, but he says that that stuff stopped coming, and then the runners started coming. They started showing up in his little area, which is all frozen. It's beneath the city or some other part. Of the, you know, it's you know, nobody knows. You know, well, I don't know. How, you know just they get there. The, 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 the two lead characters of the film are uh, Logan and Jessica. And Logan's a Sandman. Now the Sandmen are supposed to capture the runners, kill the runners. You know, just terminate them. They don't. I never killed anybody. I terminate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whatever. You're a Terminator then, huh? That could be a good movie title, huh? Anyway. So they, they. Oh, I'm sorry. I bumped the thing. Sorry about that. Uh, so they, um, uh, the you know, Logan terminates a sand uh, a runner take some of his effects back to the computer. They say they, they go in, they check in with the computer, and there's this little symbol called an onk. It's a little piece of jewelry, which is sort of a key that gets them to sanctuary, then which gets them out of the dome city or something. Yeah, it's like and so the computer tasks Logan with finding sanctuary. And to and to help him convince others that he's running, it takes away the four years he had left, because everybody is implanted with a with a little crystal in their in their uh, left palm. I think it's their left palm. Which you know, if you're left-handed and you and you're a dude, having a crystal in your palm. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, they 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 said the computer sets it so that he's lost the four years he had left to live, and says okay now you know so now they'll believe you're a runner. He says well am I going to get the four years back? And the computer doesn't tell him. So anyway they they end up running and he actually ends up legitimately becoming a runner, uh, and they do get out of the city, and they encounter Box on their way out of the city and they find out that the food that Box has been providing to the city is actually people now because it's the other runners that have come through. There's like a thousand of them, 1,056 I think was the number given, that have uh, that have not been accounted for. And there they are. Box has them, and Box has been feeding them to the people who live in the city because the, the what is it now? What is the, it's fish, uh, plankton, sea greens, and protein from the sea stopped coming. And the runners started. Well, there's a plot hole right there. I doubt a thousand people have enough meat on their bones to feed everybody in the city. Okay, so let's just forgive. <laughs> That's me being a pedant. Well, Logan and Jessica get out of the city, and they go to find. Uh, they they get out and they walk through the wilderness that's outside. They see the sun. They feel that it's warm, and but they don't like outside because it's rough and there's bugs and lizards and things but they find a, 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 a ruined city and it's Washington DC and it's in complete ruins MAGA must have taken over and and so they go in they find an old guy played by Peter Ustinov and he's a bit eccentric but he's like you know he's like 70 80 years old 
Well, they somehow they bring him back to the city. They've decided that they're going to convince the people living in the city that they don't have to renew. They don't have to go through it. Carousel is a lie. Sanctuary doesn't exist. They're going to be, you know, they're going to be fine. You can live past 30. Look, we've brought an old man to show you. And, uh, and they, they, Logan gets, they get captured. Logan's brought to the computer. The computer can't handle the news that it learns, and it overloads and just and you know crashes, and everything starts to get destroyed. And the seals of the city open, and the young people all start pouring out, and then they meet the old guy who was waiting outside for Logan and Jessica to come back. And they come pouring outside, and they see this old person, and it's a wonderful, touching moment. Hey, look, you can live past thirty, and the movie ends. So what happens next? What happens after that touching ending? Well, they all die. Because not one of them is going to know how to survive out in the world. The only jobs that I can figure there were was sandmen who go, you know, who are, who are basically cops and then there's um, waste disposal guys that fly on these little little standing shuttles or whatever they are they, they fly on them and they they go and they they spray some crap on the dead body you know the runner that was that was terminated they, sp they spray some chemical on it and the bodies are all desiccated and dried up and whatever and then they, they get cleaned up and go and that seems like it's the only two jobs that there is but again what if something breaks down who fixes it? There's there's only one robot in the movie. I suppose we'd have to headcanon everything. So, well, there's all kinds of robots that you don't see that are doing everything. Building the stuff, making the food, processing all the stuff. But you never see any of them. I don't know. How does anything get done? But really, what I'm talking about, when you get to the end of the movie, what happens? Well, they all die. None of them know what they're doing. None of them have any experience living in wilderness. Or what would be wilderness because, you know, there's, there's sure there's some buildings left over. They might be able to get some shelter, but... And the old man can teach him how to uh, how to make a fire, but what? How, they, 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 there's not going to be anything. They're going to they're going to die of. Let's see. I wrote down a few things that I figured they were going to die <laughs> of: starvation, exposure, infections, disease. They have they have no clue what to do with any of this stuff. So they're all going to die. So it's not a happy ending. Anyway, I've, <laughs> I've gotten to my next break. Uh, you've been listening, or you're still listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. I'll be back after this break. All the competition, and we'll prove it as soon as we hear any competition. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Valtor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, on Z Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. Remember, there's no hugging in the chat room. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. 
You're listening to Z Talk Radio, the number one choice for music, sports, news, and talk radio. So keep that dial locked to ztalkradio.com. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm still not really a doctor. I don't know. I used to say at the beginning of the show. I'm not sure. I was looking at my volume levels. I hope I'm okay. I hope I'm not blowing out uh, the other stuff. I've been doing a little trying to adjust it to, to bring the overall volume down a little bit, but hopefully I'm not. Uh, we'll see. It's a, you know, I've been doing this for coming up on, what is it now, 24 years? No, not 20, 14 years, I guess in March. It'll be 14 years I've been doing this show, and I have 14 listeners. So there you go. I don't know how many listeners I have. Probably more than I think, but... Anyway, um... Uh, let's see, I, I, uh... Well, in that little, uh, little sounder that was playing during that break that talked about, uh, Z-Talk Radio being the number one outlet for all this guy, I, I, I doubt it. <laughs> but it does say something about sports, you know, being an outlet for sports. And I do talk about sports once in a while. Sports ballers, beware. I'm going to make it brief, though. Um, as you know, I live in Minnesota, and I and so I support my local teams, most of them. <laughs> as far, well, I want all our local teams to do well, whether I enjoy the game or not. But um, uh, there's our football team, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Now, I'm a very negative Nelly when it comes to the Minnesota Vikings. Very, very, very negative. Uh, I I always expect them to lose because I've been a fan since 1977 when they lost the Super Bowl. And it was the last Super Bowl they've been to. And it's been, you know, it's been a relationship that <laughs> has uh, given us some, some really good moments. And always tries to get, you know builds your hopes up and think about well, maybe this is the team May- oh they're doing really well ooh look at what's gonna mm. and then no they don't make it back to the Super Bowl it's just it's not I don't think it's ever gonna happen in my life I know that's kind of a sad thing to say I don't think it's ever gonna happen but then you know I here I am a skeptic I try to be rational try to think rationally be act rationally I try uh, but when it comes to sports. Uh, that rational side of me gets a little gets a little overridden by the emotional side, uh, or a lot of it overridden. So, so uh, well, the Minnesota Vikings, well, you know, they they lost their quarterback uh, at some point in the season, uh, Achilles' heel tendon tore or whatever, and that's out. He's out for the season. And the and and then we found out that boy, you know, we really, we really needed him. He he he's a good quarterback, and he's got great numbers and all that. Uh, Kirk Cousins is his name, but he just does he he's he can get you to the playoffs. He just can't get you to the big game. Doesn't seem. Well, we found out just how good a quarterback he was once he was gone. 
we 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 had a little uh, 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 like, oh, this is interesting. This guy named Dobbs had two really really good games, and then after that, eh, and then he's done because the league figured him out. They didn't know him at first. He was a backup quarterback. Didn't have his stuff, but once they started seeing film on him, they said, oh, this is how you defend against him, and he didn't have an answer for that. And then we went through quarterbacks, and it's just, it's it you know. So the, the Vikings got to 7-7 seven and seven was their record at one point. And, and uh, uh, so that meant there was, uh, that's 14 games. That meant there were three games left in the season because there are 17 games in the season now. They went to 17, I think it was last season or maybe the season before. I can't remember for sure. So we, I, there was three games left, and it was going to be uh, 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 two games against Detroit and a game against Green Bay. So it was Detroit, Green Bay, Detroit. And I looked at that, and I made the prediction on Facebook, and I said, Vikings are going to be 7-10 and 10 at the end of the season. They're going to lose those three games. There was a possibility that they might win that last game because Detroit, having clinched the division, which congratulations, Detroit, uh, they, you know, Detroit might not, you know, they might sit some of their starters and have a like a, a lesser team on the field. That the Vikings might beat, but nope, <laughs> didn't happen. Vikings got their asses kicked. <laughs> and, you know, Green Bay beat them. Green Bay was fighting to get in the playoffs, which I believe, which they did. And the first, the, you know, it, it just was. It, 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 they lost. I was right. They're seven and ten. I was right. That's it, you know. Just going to show you. So, I, I, I might say this just about every year at the end of the Vikings season. I say this. This is something my dad and I started doing years ago. One or both of us would say to the other... Oh, I, oh, yeah, that's not the right way to say it. One of us. Either he would say it or I would say it or we'd say it to each other right at the same time. But one of us would say... When the Vikes, you know, when they were done, even if they if they if they didn't make the playoffs, we'd say it. If they made the playoffs and they only got one game in and lost, or if they went got all the way to the NFC Championship, that's the game to win to get into the Super Bowl. And they've lost those every time they've been in one since 1977. They've lost them every time, and even when that that great team with Randy Moss and the missed field goal and all that that game. Yeah, you know, that that was the team that was that was the team that was going to get us the Super Bowl. We we're going to get in the Super Bowl. We we're going to play Denver, and we're going to beat them. That was the team. We were all on board. But no, they lost. They lost the NFC Championship game. They didn't. They didn't get in. No. So what would my dad and I say to each other? Well, at least they won't lose the Super Bowl. It's a bit of solace. Uh, I'm going to talk about this little uh, thing. How much time have I got? i got a little bit of time. Uh, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law, it must have been about 30 years before I met them, went to a psychic. I may have told this story a long time ago on the show. And, th- and, I, and I heard this story one of the first times I met the two of them. You know, I was with their daughter. You know, it was, come meet my parents, and they they learned about me being a skeptic, and um, and they told me, you know, my mother-in-law told me the story of how she and her husband, my father-in-law, uh, went to see a, a psychic, 
excuse me, my nose is getting a little... Uh, well, you know, it's winter. Uh, noses get weird in winter. Anyway, so um, they went to see a psychic. And as and and this is going to connect to uh, psychic readings, cold readings, and memory. So I have to say this at, up top. Uh, I'm going off of my memory of this. So I'm, I think it's fairly accurate. But memory is not videotape. It's not Laserdisc. It's not CD. It's not Blu-ray. It's not DVD. It's not. It's none of that. It's you know. It's a. It's it's our brains telling us the story again, and and things that have happened since the event we're remembering affect our memory of the event, and somebody else's memory of an, of that same event can affect our memory of the event, and somebody's or our memory of another event can get conflated with the memory of the event that we're remembering. So it can. It's you know you have to be careful. Memory is not videotape. It is prone to error, and the farther away you get from the event the less accurate your memory is going to be. So if you if you keep a diary and you write about something that happened to you that day and you do a detailed kind of thing, that diary entry is going to be the most accurate bit of that memory. And even then, it's going to be a little off, but it's going to be the most accurate telling of that memory than 30 years later. You're just telling it off the top of your head and not reading your diary. It's going to... it's, it's Okay, so that's how... Memory's not videotape. Just remember that. Um, so, what I recall happening at the, at our dinner was my mother-in-law saying that uh, they went to see a psychic. And she said the first question, the first thing the psychic said was, who's Dorothy? And I said, Dorothy Gale from Wizard of Oz? No, no, no I, I didn't say anything. I wasn't making that joke. I was holding back. Because, you know, I'm just meeting these people. I don't want to <laughs> overwhelm them right away. Uh, and, and she said, who's Dorothy? Which, there's a clue in there, uh, but I'll get to it. And, and well, Dorothy was my father-in-law's mother's name. So, obviously, the psychic knew <laughs> it was my father-in-law's mother. And she said, I see Dorothy on your doorstep with a, with a suitcase in hand. And sure enough, I don't know how much, how long after that, weeks, days, months, years. I don't know. I don't know how long after. I don't think it was that long after it. Uh, Dorothy showed up on their step with suitcase in hand, and it was it's my and it floored my mother-in-law. She just like, how did the psychic know that? And I, I as I recall, my response then was, well, I wasn't there, so I don't know how the psychic said stuff to you. I, I, I know she remember, you know, she was, she definitely remembered it that way. Whether that's the way it happened, I doubt it. I think what's more likely to have happened, now I did not say this at the time, I'm saying it now, I think what's more likely to have happened was this psychic did the cold reading thing. Throwing out questions and, and, and getting the person being read to give the answers. And they do it in such a way that the person being read comes away from that psychic reading saying, they knew my mother-in-law's name. They knew, they said, who's Dorothy? Did they? Or did they say, I'm, there's a, there's a woman that I'm seeing and maybe give a vague description, maybe say it's a letter name, what's that, like a, like a B or is it a D? And they say, oh, my mother-in-law's name is, is Dorothy. You know, you, you know, and they, and come away thinking, she knew Dorothy. No, you knew Dorothy. 
and you told the psychic Dorothy. Now, I don't know that that's what happened either. I think it's more likely. I think it's more likely it was something like that. And she told and my mother in laws tell me this thirty or so years after the fa the fact. And my my wife says she wasn't she hadn't been born yet when they went to see the psychic. And at the time I started dating Amy, she was I think twenty eight. And uh, so now I was thirty five. <clears throat> Get them while they're young. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, so that I, that's 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 how things can get. Your memory can make things even more impressive than they actually were. And you, you come away and cold reading, you know, they just, they throw out these vague statements. Some of them kind you know, sort of some sound somewhat specific, but the, it's, it's, it's really just guessing. They're just throwing out guesses and questions. They're shotgunning. They're just throwing the stuff at you rapidly and they're judging your responses they're looking at your body movement they're seeing that oh i'm on the right track so they keep following that and 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 next thing you know you know if you're not skeptical enough if you're not on your toes enough you think oh she knew my mother-in-law's name was dorothy hell no <laughs> probably not again i have to say i wasn't there i don't know exactly how it went it may have gone exactly the way uh my uh, my mother-in-law had described it. She's you know the two of them sat down. The psychic looked at him and said, "Who's Dorothy?" Even but like I said, that presents a clue. It was a question. It's the psychic is asking a question, which again that seems to point toward cold reading rather than saying uh, your mother-in-law Dorothy is going to be showing up on your doorstep with a suitcase in hand in about three weeks. She didn't say that. She said, "Who's Dorothy?" So, um, I don't know. Was the psychic really psychic? <laughs> I doubt it. And as long as I still have a couple minutes here, I'm going to quickly tell this little story. I've told it before on the show, and it involves a former Z-talker. And I'm not going to say the person's name. Uh, this was way back... When? When I just started doing Dimland Radio. In fact, it was show number two. <laughs> show, if you look in the archives on, on Z-Talk's uh, webpage, you will see there's no episode two. It doesn't exist. It, it didn't get archived and didn't get put up on the site. And the next week, I think the next show is on there, you'll hear me apologizing to a fellow Z-Talker who thought she was a psychic uh, and, you know, and, and she was one of those real, oh, I don't care what people think about me. I don't care what they say. I just say how it is. And I'm tough. And I'm, I'm, you know, I, I got, I got tough skin. I can handle it. I'm, you know, it's just like, I'm just gonna, I'm just talking out. This is what spirit tells me and all that. That's, that's the kind of thing she did. She was kind of humorous. She had this, you know, it, it was, it, she was entertaining. I think she was from New York or something, or you know, the Brooklyn kind of thing. It's just, I'm, you know, I, I, you know, that's kind of how she was. And 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 I, I, you know, she's no longer a Z talker, uh, but at the time she had a show, and there was a show on Friday nights called Paradigm Shift. Uh, I, that show was two hours, and they would do guests, and the second hour's guest didn't make it. So, the host of the show said, "Hey, why don't you guys call in? Why don't you fellow Z talkers count? You know, and we'll have like a group." talk. So I did. And so did the psychic. 
And we're talking about whatever nonsense. When the psychic attempted to cold read me. Well, I shouldn't say for certain that's what she was doing, but it certainly looked like that was what she was doing. Uh, because at some point, she asked a question. She said, uh, how old is Dim? Dim, how old are you? Uh, I, I, I can't remember what it was at the time. I don't want to figure it out. And she says, I'm getting, and I believe it's this number. Says, I'm, I'm, spirit's telling me something about 32. Uh, did something happen to you when you're 32? Something big happened? Now, is that, I'm sorry, you're asking me this? Now, I'm a skeptic, right? And she knows I'm a skeptic. And so she's, Spirit is telling me that something happened to you were 32. And I said, well, let's see. Uh, I got up, uh, let's see, that first day, I got up in the morning. Uh, I said, I, I don't know. I said, and I think at some point I said, you're the psychic. You tell me what happened to me when I was 32. And she says, what do I look like, a detective? And I said, well, from where I'm sitting, <clears throat> you're, you know, I, you're asking me questions. I want you to give me answers. Yeah, I was doing the skeptic thing. I wasn't playing along. Because I knew even then that if I had played along, the people who were listening, and there were a lot more listeners in those days that would listen in the chat room and, and a lot more active in the chat room, if I had played along, she would have been able to go forward saying, I got the, you know, I got the skeptic. I, you know, and people say, oh, the skeptic knew that. Oh, let's just throw out something that might have happened to me at that time. Oh, that's when I met my wife, Amy. It wasn't. But if I throw that out, it was, I met Amy. Ah, oh, yes, that's what Spirit's telling me. <coughs> and everybody in the chat room will all freak out and say, oh, so-and-so knew that, that Dim met his wife when he was 32. Ah, oh. And they think it's a hit. It's, you know, the, 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 the psychic has, has trumped the skeptic. Sorry, I shouldn't say Trump. <laughs> Lock him up. Sorry. Sorry, I don't mean to... Yeah. Anyway, anyway. He's, 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 been, he's been done in. See, that's his oh shit moment. He's going to wow, how does she know? And I, I, I didn't play along. I said, you tell me. I'll let you know if you're right. And, you know, a year is a long time. I was 32 for a year, right? That's a long time. Lots of things happened in a year. Last year, 2023, just some of the, the lowlights and the highlights. Last year, my wife's oldest brother died. Uh, my wife broke her shoulder. My dad died. My younger brother got married. And my wife and I went on a road trip out to see Duran Duran in, in Colorado. I mean, those are just, what, five events? And those are fairly big. Three, not so great. Two, pretty cool. So, and there was all kinds of other things that happened in the course of a year. So if I wanted to play along, I could have thrown something out there. Like I said, I could have said, oh, that's when I met Amy. And everybody would have thought that the psychic, oh, it was really psychic. Well... I talked about it on the next on my show the next night because my show's on Saturday nights. I was live in those days. I played clips from the conversation, and I suggested that what it sounded like to me was that this psychic was doing cold reading. 
I don't know, but that's what it sure looks like. Cold reading, you know, if it squawks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, and walks like a duck, and swims like a duck, flies like a duck, it's it's a duck, right? Right? Well, she was doing the cold reading techniques, as far as I could tell. Oh, and she did not like that. Oh, did I hear about it? And I had to apologize the next time because I did not know that there was a rule. I can go after any psychic out there as much as I want, as long as they're not a member of the Z Talk family. I can't, I have to give them a chance to, you know, and I didn't. And so I apologize. Look, I didn't follow policy and I didn't give her a chance to, you know, speak for herself. I didn't, you know, it's just, I just threw this out there and, you know, second show. <laughs> but I survived and I'm still the longest running show on Z Talk Radio. The skeptic has outlasted them all. Oh, and by the way, <clears throat> I don't know how many years ago it was. A few years ago, um, that skeptic died. And I know this is kind of crass, but I don't think she predicted that for herself at the beginning of the year. You know, my heart, my heart goes out to her family and, and, and friends and that. And I that's kind of a mean way to end it. But, you know, but again, I'm not going to say her name. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to hide that. And, uh, yeah, so, anyway. Good night, Herr Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Well, it seems we've come to an end of another show. <laughs> so, uh, be skeptical. Uh, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. I'll let you know if the shovel service showed up. There's no service if they showed up or not. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. You've been listening to Dimland Radio on ZTalk Radio Network, and I'm reminding everybody out there to sleep with the lights off. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for, for tuning, tuning us in. in. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Wow. Wow. Well, well I'm going well, to hell. hell.